The Youthscape Podcast. Ah, very good. Oh, hello everybody. Have we started? Yes, we have. Have we? Yes. No, we haven't. Right, well, welcome everybody to this week's Very Chilly Podcast. Because Martin, I think it's fair to say, this is the coldest we have ever been on a podcast recording. My my entire body, I've just realised, is tensed. You know how you do that in the cold? You tense, <laughs> your you tense your body to somehow... In, I don't know, kickstart yes. some sort of central heating system. I think there is, and your hairs all stand up. We're both very hairy as well. Like our hairs are all stood up on our arms. What? Now, hang, you on, might what? Be... hang on, <laughs> we're, we're both very hairy. I just like to give visual cues to our listeners. You're not a particularly but, hairy but, person. I've never but, thought of you as a suit. I have very long hair. But anyway, the reason we're so cold, friends, is not that we're outside. We are actually indoors. And it's one of those days where it's colder indoors than it is outside. Like most youth clubs, I probably It is. It is a bit say. like the old... Yeah. The old, the old sort of scout hut. prefab building that you'd have your youth group in. And none of that now. No. We all have, we all have glorious Absolutely. posh facilities in youth ministry. Absolutely, days. we do. So it's a freezing cold day, but we're very excited today because we've been joined by two very hot people. What? <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you really done that? Yeah, I have. You I've have. Been there. I thought you were going to go on the, the kind of hairy line again. Well, no, because, because, because at least one of our guests has, quite a, hairy. has a very hairy face. He does. Yeah, he not the other, one. the other one. The other one. The other has one. Usually hair-free face. No hair at all. But the reason is, Martin, that we tend to always because I li- I listen to our podcast every time. You do. You're like yeah, you're like our super fan. I am the super fan. It's a bit fan. of a weird. <laughs> people, you shouldn't tell people. That. I like to check that we're no nothing. We're not saying we're not incriminating ourselves. But you don't need to listen to every episode three times. <laughs> I just keep listening to them. They're great. That's a very strange but level I, of quality control. I notice because I keep tallies on this that we tend to always in- introduce our guests as very special. Yeah. So I think today they're very hot. They're very warm-blooded. They're oh, brilliant. You yes, mean hot in that sense? Yeah, absolutely. Literally, the, the looks the on their faces, I can just see it in my no. peripheral vision. I don't even want to look at them. <laughs> but they're like, what have we walked and into? And silent laughing as well. I love yeah, that. Because we've said laughing. to them, we'll start and then we'll draw you in. Like, don't we're, breathe. We're not, we're not here You're yet. not here. Yeah. That's no, it. No, no, that's not how it works. You don't break the... <laughs> you don't, don't break the silence. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, you are introduced and then you can speak. That's how radio works. Leave it to us. We're the professionals. We objectify you. We talk about you. We talk around you and then we introduce you so shall we actually introduce our I think our we probably should get other people <laughs> speaking on this podcast <laughs> we Rachel so we have all the way from Birmingham our dear friends Andy Windmill and Amy Hayes from Urban Devotion fantastic so are you both cold as well a little chilly. It is quite chilly in here. So we've all got our big coats on. But you're spending the day with us at Youthscape today. So you led chapel this morning for us, which was just phenomenal. Thank so I was praying for young people in Birmingham, sharing stories of transformation, and also the power of longevity of youth ministry, which I think was mm. absolutely fantastic. Um, and I think we've bamboozled you with lovely breakfast. We had smoked salmon yes. and for breakfast, which is, which is very Birmingham. And it's very Birmingham. It's very Luton as well. And it's also because every week on this podcast, I say to our lovely listeners, please come and visit us. So this is my ploy to get them to come. Because Clever. if they get Clever. smoked salmon mm, and prosciutto from us, they might come and visit. So come and visit. Come we and visit We us. don't normally have smoked salmon. It's only when no. you're buying breakfast. It's when my <laughs> friends come to Youthscape. Yeah. What, <laughs> what do you buy? It, to be honest, I buy an entirely carbohydrate-based <laughs> breakfast. I go down two aisles, I get some, <laughs> some bread products and some basic cereals. 
and then I just expect those with any sort of allergy, gluten problem, or I think, just to get their own gluten breakfast. Gluten problem. Solid. Solid. <laughs> well, it is a gluten that's problem. That's quite a big Tim blaming, though, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. They've got a gluten problem. They've got a problem with gluten. That's their issue. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast. Thank and you. it's great to have you here. And then we'd love to hear a little bit about what you guys do. So what is, Amy, we'll come to you first. What is Urban Devotion? Right, so we are a charity based in Birmingham, as you can tell by the name, um, and we've been there since 2003, just really um, wanting to, to combine prayer with the practical outworking of, of Jesus' heart, really, for our local community. Fantastic. And Andy, you've been involved for many, many years, have you? Well, it started in 2000 and... Started by my friend Sam and Hannah right, yeah. in 2003. Uh, I've been around since 2004 um, and was never, ever going to work for Urban Devotion, but God had some other ideas. So it's since happened, 2005, yeah. I've uh, been working for Urban Devotion. Fantastic. And it's fair to say that, I mean, I think you guys sort of joke and sometimes say, we're known as the prayer ninjas and that doesn't sit well. But it's fair to say that actually as a model of youth ministry, your work is absolutely sort of shaped around this rhythm of prayer as an organisation. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Andy? Sure. Um, I guess for us, I mean, people say, why do you pray? And the honest answer is that we have no choice. Um, and so we face a world that's in desperate need of Jesus and um, where our best efforts are, are great, but they are just that, they're our best efforts. So we could have wonderful ideas, um, but they would scratch the surface of what's going on in our community. So we need God. And so we try and build things around God first and leaning on him. I heard you use a phrase this morning, um, which I, I thought was really interesting, around um, we, we deliberately set up our work so that it will fail unless God steps in. That's good, though. So That's a good strategy. Do you it? really do that? How does that look? Well, I, in one sense, we're about seeing the neighbourhoods that we live in be completely and utterly transformed. So I remember a few years ago, we had a friend from another organisation, and so the first year that Urban Devotion was around, the crime rate dropped by 47% amongst young people. So wow. the neighbourhood where we were had the highest juvenile crime rate in the city. That dropped. We've seen lots of change. We've seen our local school, um, primary school, going from being on the verge of special measures to being outstanding in Ofsted terms. Seen lots of physical change of the neighbourhood. And this guy said, well, why don't you move and go and do something else? But we didn't set ourselves for material change or surface change. We set ourselves for deep down change yeah. and we want to see Jesus utterly glorified in our neighbourhood. We want to see people know him and their lives transformed. So. Uh, and a lot of people would see that as there's a bit of a tension there. If you want to see community transformation and you're a project that, that moves into the neighbourhood as, as you guys literally do, um, sometimes you have to be a bit pragmatic yeah. and put a downplay the Christian faith element and that's not something that you're you're doing by the sound of things it's, it's a long-haul project so we'll have had doors closed in our faces um, but actually reopened again a few years later so we've always been absolutely upfront by the fact that we're motivated by our faith in Jesus that we want to work in a really non-biased way with people no matter what their background belief system or anything else like that um, but by being upfront ahead of the game you then don't sort of I don't know, pull the rug out from underneath people's feet and mislead them down the stretch um, and we don't sort of lose people's trust and confidence actually mm. we gain it and so we've had people that have said no we don't want anything to do with you mm. a few years later they say actually you guys stick with what you're going to say mm. you you obviously um, under promise and over deliver and so we'd love you to come and be wow. involved in what we're doing under promise and over deliver just like the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but that's a brilliant, and, and like, I think you're right, isn't it? That that only happens after years of consistent, faithful work of saying we're staying put. And Amy, I, when I hear you talking about urban devotion, I have to say I hear the word community more mm. than I hear the word youth ministry. Mm. 
Why is that? That is because we see the relationship between young people and their, their community, and we see how, I guess more and more, to be completely honest with you, and this is still a journey that we're on, um, we see that we have a certain level of influence in the lives of the young people that we work with, but actually they have families, and those mm. families need support too. And in and of themselves, if we could help their, their parents and their, their younger siblings, um, then that would be brilliant. But actually, to help them would then further help the young people that we work mm. with as well. It's like that dual thing. And so bringing all of that together, so actually we want to see our communities transformed, not just you know, siphoning off the young people and being happy with whatever happens to everyone else. Absolutely. And we've grown up really in these communities. Yes. So I was 22 when I first walked around Perry Common and I don't think I had a grey hair on my head. I had slightly kind of longish Eastern European footballer locks <laughs> and no beard on my face, no children. And I could relate to the young people as like an older brother. Um, I'm 35 with a fair few grey hairs on my head and a kind of scraggly... Uh, grain beard. beard thank you and uh, you should get one <laughs> thank you i will and um and three daughters and so i relate in a very different way mm. um it's not massively relevant for someone that looks like me necessarily to sidle up on my own to a bunch of lads playing football mm. you get arrested for that kind of thing <laughs> these days and so there's a change in our family patterns actually the fact that i walk my kids to school and i can have a conversation with parents on a different level so we're still utterly committed to young people um but to children and to their families as well do you ever think about sort of dressing up in a, a cloak with a staff and, and pretending you're some sort of wizard? I've, I've done it before. Um, we we nice. do a kids club and uh, many years ago we invented this strange Star Wars style sketch where I was a Sith Lord and um, my friend's little boy saw me transformed into the Sith Lord. I even did week by week the dark side got a hold of me a little bit more you and I used raspberry character. jam on my face to kind of show how wow. disturbed and, and I was a method actor so I'd be pacing <laughs> up and down in the kitchen and doing my disturbing voice and my friend's little boy burst into tears. Wow. It was a quite sad moment. So I've left that behind me. You're like Daniel Day-Lewis. You literally don't pretty, care about who much. you alienate that upset. <laughs> it's all about I'm, the character. I'm exactly like Daniel Day-Lewis without any of his talent. Wow. Uncanny. You know, this is a bit disconcerting because I thought Martin's dry sense of humour is the epitome and I can handle that. But I'm actually sitting here, sitting here like, no, Auntie, Auntie really, he really <laughs> believes this stuff. Like, he really has come to the dark side. I remember my husband, when, we, when he took over youth worker a job at the church we're now at, the first uh, kids' holiday programme that we did, Jason dressed up as Thor, the god of thunder. And I remember saying nice. to him as he left the house, Do you want this job? Like, do you want to stay in this job? You just dressed up as a pain and God. But anyway, so it sounds like you're both in the in good uh, links. That's very, very good. Go. I suppose a question that I'd like to ask, because lots of people listening to this will be, some people will be doing similar youth ministry to you, which is very incarnational, in a community for a very long time, mm. shaped by the needs of the community, haven't got curriculum, haven't got scripts, you just, you know, whatever needs there are, you'll do it. Mm. Others, and maybe more the youth work that I've been doing and definitely doing at the moment which is Sunday morning and midweek with a set group of young people it's quite programmed it's quite curriculum based um, no less the heart to see transformation yeah, yeah. but it, it's just interesting hearing you guys talk how do you connect with local church who might be doing the more program based mm. stuff and and how do you as an organisation sort of see the impact of that? And I'd love just to hear you talk into that space. Andy, mm. do you want to kick us off with that? Yeah, I mean, I guess we operate in a neutral space because we're not trying to put bums on seats. Um, and so it's quite easy for us to build friendships with local churches. And we see ourselves as being a champion of the local church. 
Um, we, we're also part of a prayer community where we try and draw together people from different churches. I mean, one example, we have a prayer room in our office and we've overspilt that through our team growing a bit and people, we're rubbish at advertising anything, but <laughs> people through a kind of word of mouth like to come and pray with us. So we now do that at the Pentecostal Road across Pentecostal Road. That'd be amazing. amazing. Pentecostal Road, a Pentecostal church across the road, uh, where the pastor is um, an exceptional musician. So we do slightly, sometimes awkward worship, and he'll play like crazy lead guitar as we do it. There's people from different churches, so that's one expression of that. Mm. Um, But also, we seek to build relationships with churches across Mm. the city and be a resource, um, be an encouragement, be a support, and not come as experts, but but seek to learn. So we love um, church-based youth work, but we see that as being part of the picture that people need now um, I, I'm, I'm tempted Serious to talk voice. more about the Pentecostal road because I feel like <laughs> I you've, live there. you've accidentally tripped on the next great move of God there that's Let's like the this. fire tunnel should we partner with this one the Bethel <laughs> yeah. fire tunnel love you, it. You, you can partner with Rachel on this one <laughs> <laughs> she, would, she would love it I think um, Jason in his story yeah, yeah. Jack, Rachel pair of you either way with your flaming swords who do you dress up as Rachel if Jason dresses up as Thor I, well, no, I didn't dress up as anything particularly. No, I, I don't know. I didn't dress up as anything. I was kind of the one serving the drinks behind oh. the counter. I'm always like, pull out, pull out a fairy costume is kind of my go-to. Did you go as a fairy then? Not then. Or and as fairy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I tend to just go as something a little bit crazy, I think. I'll get someone to do crazy makeup and I'll go as Rainbow Girl or something. Yeah. Wow. All very good and... Unicorns. Anyway, carry on. That took carry turn, on. So, uh, so, I, but I was going to ask you about the National Youth Ministry Weekend. Yeah. So, yes. um, so uh, we're organising this event for the second time this November. Last November, um, we went. We're in Birmingham again. So, so the event's always in Birmingham, and uh, and we had a great time. I'd love to hear a bit of your experience of the first one because you were around, mm-hmm. um, and Andy, you were uh, one of our uh, contributors yeah. as well. Um, and also, I'd be interested to, to hear what you feel about you know Birmingham being the sort of central meeting gathering point now mm. for, for youth ministry because it looks like that's where this thing is going to be for the next few years. Great. Well, as an adopted son of Birmingham, I think it's a real privilege mm. to, to host you guys. And um, you know, I love it when anyone comes into Birmingham and loves Jesus mm. and wants other people to love Jesus and has a passion for prayer, has a passion for. Um, just reaching people with the love of Jesus. So firstly, massive um, thank you for coming to the Midlands. Um, and actually, we should say it probably is the Midlands because yes. you guys are a little yeah. bit this year between Birmingham and Solihull. So well, I, I, I'm yes. told it's the Birmingham. That's box. all. That's all about marketing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's great. Um, so I think it's fantastic you're there. Last year. Um, do you know what, it was a really special time for us. So we really, you know, we're kind of big on building a prayer culture in UDB. Um, and so we invest quite a lot in the spiritual development of our team. And I think something we've not been so good at is investing in the practical development of our team. So being around in a space where I loved your, you had a platform two set up, which is firstly, it's a fantastic idea because you can have some slightly yes. off the wall ideas and so maybe risk your ideas and you can profile them. So that was brilliant great for all of us as a team just to be exposed to some of those things to sharpen our thinking to spark a new thought um so that's wonderful for me it was a really interesting experience being there because i felt like it was a hectic month so i had like a really poorly child at the time mm-hmm. um the night before i was doing my seminar i found out that a lad that i'd known for years died in prison um oh. like really yeah. tragic but actually that's the value of what it's of what it's all about because everybody's coming from really real situations mm-hmm. and sometimes that's a suburban situation where the presenting issues maybe aren't as dramatic but actually underneath it it's every bit as dramatic as people needing Jesus and so 
you guys creating a space where you can bring together different ideas and just a sense of encouragement. So, you know, maybe there's a youth worker that's isolated somewhere in the country, can come and feel part of a family, be encouraged, inspired and lifted up. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's oh, great that you guys do that. That was a beautifully self-indulgent question, wasn't it? It oh, was a very self-indulgent Tell me about the event that I'm organising and why you love it so much. The rustle of paper there is just but the... But what uh, the is so beautiful, because people might not sort of realise that with us sort of... It was in Birmingham, wasn't it, to begin with, yeah. Gas Street, and I think you're absolutely right. We're now more towards Solihull, and so absolutely seeing ourselves sort of more Midlands-wide and really keen to connect with leaders across the Midlands. But um, I came to visit you, Andy, in the year before we launched the National Youth Ministry Weekend, and I remember you you just praying for us and just praying God's blessing and helping us sort of connect with leaders and, and what God is doing across Birmingham and the Midlands as well, which is just was so significant for us, because we don't ever just want to, well, none of us want to just bring something, use a space of 24 hours or 48 hours and run off again like we come from all around the UK but it matters where we're coming to like God is doing something here so Amy I don't know whether there's anything you'd like to pull into the mix now just for for us and for our listeners who might be coming to the next one like some of those headlines of what you see God doing across the Midlands particularly in in Birmingham where you are but sort of broader what are some of the the sort of key themes and I've not prepped that's you for a, this at all yeah. so, <laughs> like, just what is he doing like for those of us that are going to be coming to the conference again mm-hmm. coming to the Midlands what sure. can we expect well oh in the city with our young people I think one of the things that we are really hoping for seeing more of um, is just an increase in the creativity of our young people and so I think that's something that we've carried as as um, something I mean something that Andy reflects on I grew up so I'm born and bred Birmingham um, my whole life I've been there, um, but something that Andy noticed when coming over is that, especially in our area, our graffiti is really rubbish. Um, and so it's like, you know... Not all over Birmingham. No, 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 so, so it's our area. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. coming to Erdington, coming to, um, it's just a bit um, non-creative. And mm. so something that we really want to see and, and pray into... Um, in ebbs and flows, to be honest, is, is just that increase in creativity mm. to see across at, at least that north side of Birmingham, um, that that increased sense of, uh, of that part of God who is creator of the universe just being sparked into the creativity of young mm-hmm. people. Like I think there's such a value in uh, in that side of people's heads. Not that everyone is creative, but I think it's often dulled down by just a sense just of surviving life. Yes, yes. Mm. that yeah. actually to see that revived in the lives of, of our young people would just bring about so much benefit, not just for their lives, but actually what does that look like in terms of the future of our city um, and their, and the growth of what happens there and in mm. innovation and things like that. So that's and how one beautifully of disruptive that one of the signs of that would be more creative graffiti. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? And that's for you to champion and see God at work. Mm. Incredible. Anything else you want to throw into this, Andy? I mean, Birmingham's, you know how you, like Sheffield's a steel city, so you've got different, mm. and we're in Luton, which is like hats or something, isn't we it? We are the, uh, the hat. There we go. Capital. The hat capital of, of, so, uh, of the world. Ask you two, what, what's the trade for Birmingham? Car factory, wasn't it, for a long time. Trade for Birmingham? down. I know. It's sort of a trick question. It's definitely yeah. not football. Um, Birmingham's known as the city of a thousand trades, yeah. and so there are some really strong mm. trades. There's like gun making, quarter, and cars, and all the rest of it. But it's the city of a thousand trades because there's been such a sense of innovation. Mm. So the innovation from Birmingham has gone all around the world, and actually that's happened in the Christian world as well. I think of like uh, Billy Graham died recently. Mm. Youth for Christ was birthed in Birmingham, but actually what we're not so good at doing is sustaining things. Um, mm. And so I love that 
you guys really come with that sense of innovation. You're coming and speaking the language of Birmingham. But I wonder whether collectively we can think about how can we really ground some of these ideas so that it's not a flash in the pattern, mm. but it's something that can start to change and shape youth culture around the country for, for many years. It feels like Birmingham is the heart of the nation and there's something really important in that. It almost is like a beating heart. And part of our role is to be a blessing to the nation. And I wonder how much we're doing at that at the moment. Wow. But in working with you guys, maybe Great. we can do that a little bit more. That is really insightful. Because I think... Yeah, I mean, we talk about innovation quite a lot in this podcast and we giggle at ourselves a little bit of how much we set. But there's something quite, well, I've not heard before about Birmingham being actually the centre of innovation and just, that's that's a really perfect thing. Thank you very much for saying that. That's all right. That is beautiful. Yeah. So to just to um, touch on something else you said earlier, um, uh, and I realise it's quite a sensitive thing just to throw That's in, right. but you uh, you talked about the fact that a young person uh, yeah. who you'd worked with had, had died mm. uh, in prison. Mm. Um, you also shared a couple of stories which we probably can't go into here, mm. but uh, this morning in, in chapel about some difficult, some other really difficult stuff mm. that you've seen in the lives of, of the young people mm. which you work with. And um, uh, I just, you know, that, that can really get you down, like that kind of story mm. if you're, yeah. you're coming up against some really hard stuff over and over again. How do you keep yourself going? How do you keep your eyes lifted? You know, when, I mean, both of you, mm -hmm. when, when you're actually r coming across so much pain and hurt and profound awfulness sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's, it's hard. It, that's the nature of youth work, isn't it? If you're, if you're looking to reach out to people and support them, then you're going to hear the brokenness. You're going to explore, explore and experience those things alongside of people. And I think, it's at different points we've struggled to, mm -hmm. to keep focused and, and to stay hopeful in, in the sense of uh, seeing so much brokenness around us. But I think for us, having, well for me, that, that's where prayer really comes in, the fact that we have that foundation there. Mm, anyway, from the onset, we, we do prayer and that's who, part of our identity. <coughs> that means that even when it is tough and even when like I personally have just come to a point of, well, God, what what are you doing asking the big questions of what is the mm. point of all this to be able to go back to him and just be like but you are God and you are good and just to come back to to who he is and to rest ourselves and, and hold up my hands and say I do not understand but one mm. thing I know is that you are good yeah. and that regardless of what um, I I can see before me I know what it is about God I mean there's a, a quote that we um use a lot which is trusting God's ability to lead more than our ability to follow and it's like that's that's where I one of the things that I just mm. fall back and it's like I don't, I don't get this at all but actually I trust you and I trust you enough that even though I feel rubbish and like I don't understand any of it and where is the hope actually I trust you still mm. um and yeah that's mm. without the prayer yeah. I don't know how <laughs> really no no one of our disciplines in the last few years has been um, just recording answers to prayer. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we got to a bit of a crunch point with that last year. So we've got hundreds of answers to prayer going back a number of years. And that's a great discipline to get into because it gives you a platform of specific gratitude. Um, but we realised that actually we were masking some real disappointments and not dealing with them. So we yeah. paused our, our pattern of recording answers to prayer together because there were some really deep lying things. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so part of it's just being real and mm. we we're in community with each other mm. um it's more family than you know employment um mm. and so we share and we cry together and we pray for each mm. other and all the rest mm. of it and I, I guess then we we need to step back a little bit and look at our culture and so our culture is so geared towards our personal comfort mm. um and 
God's amazing. He's wonderful. He didn't promise us personal comfort. Yeah. Um, you know, he said that in this world you'll have trouble, but I've overcome the world. Um, he said that um, he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. And so taking a real confidence in that, not saying that if things are right, they will feel good, but actually mm. they're right because because he's with us. Um, I love the faith of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who mm. said, my God will save me, but even if he doesn't, mm. that's an inc- it sounds like mm. a contradiction, mm. yeah, it's mm. not. And so I think we try and position ourselves in that way where our starting point is truth about who God is rather mm. than what we're personally feeling in that moment. And it sounds like as well, you this is kind of bolstered by the fact that you're doing this together, aren't you? That you're mm. a community of missionaries, <laughs> yeah. incarnational youth workers who are not doing this alone. I think we're so conscious as well across the UK that there are pockets of this but there are also many people that are doing this yeah, that's right. entirely yeah. on their own it's so encouraging I think for, for us all to hear that there are groups doing this and also mm-hmm. maybe we could be a bit of a kind of instigator in our area of finding one or two mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. like-minded like-hearted people to pray with it could be youth workers from other churches yeah. or other volunteers yeah. or other leaders that say actually can we create this rhythm of prayer mm-hmm. let's not just get together to chat about youth work mm-hmm. but to mm-hmm. actually really pray into this town let's find mm. out like i mean you know birmingham i'm just sat thinking wow i don't know what the industry of it of luton mm. is i'm going to go away and really find that out but you really know i'll get i need to buy a new hat and then and ask questions of my friends yeah, that, yeah. that live here because i don't live in luton but that's a real challenge isn't it of knowing your town knowing your village what has god been doing what is the legacy that's been written mm-hmm. over your community that might be a church-based legacy or might be nothing to do with the yeah, church but yeah. this is like this is how God tends to work in this town mm. bringing prosperity and wholeness and, and what can we do that is so inspiring thank you I, um, I'm going to suggest a podcast first Ooh. now oh. um, and it's going to put uh, Andy is going to put you on the spot um, but uh, I just feel like a lot of people will be listening to the conversation we've just had particularly and those, there's a couple of themes that have just come up there. One around maybe not having lots of other youth workers around mm-hmm. who support you. And you come to the National Youth Ministry Weekend and you have that great yeah. camaraderie with lots of yes. other youth workers. But then at the end well, of it, so you go back yeah. and you're, you are still on your own. And the other thing is many of us have had to struggle with those quite profound uh, yeah. challenges yeah. of just yeah. really disappointing stuff mm-hmm. going on. Um, so this is the podcast first. I think we're 50 episodes in or so on. But Andy, would you pray... Uh, for our listeners as we sort yeah. of close this interview I just wondered if you'd just pray for those listening maybe I'll just maybe those couple of things might have resonated and brought some stuff up and, yeah. uh, and just and just pray us out and Lord I pray that you come and meet with each person personally now and specifically I want to pray for those who are isolated um, practically God we, we recognise that you practically meet our needs and so I pray that you'd start to join the dots you start to connect them and whether it's with maybe an older person in their area who's been praying for years, whether it's with um, just sitting in a coffee shop and overhearing a conversation and, and finding um, a brother or a sister just to, to get to know, to get alongside. I want to pray for that practical encouragement. And Lord, we recognise that, um, that disappointment just really burns. And whether it's the disappointment of seeing things not change, whether it's the disappointment of seeing young people that we've really loved and invested in, um, just their lives um, go in a, in a terrible direction. Lord, I want to pray right now that you come and bring comfort and bring peace, that you would bring that faith of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego to place the truth of who you are, God, and what you say um, above the immediate experience, um, that your spirit would come and would rest on everybody. And that, God, you would inspire something new and fresh in youth workers across this country to bring about incredible transformation and glory to you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 The Youthscape Podcast!
podcast. Wow, what fantastic guests. And bless them, they were in a freezing studio with we've, us. We've let them go now. Time. We've oh. let them go. But what's so interesting, Martin, is that, I mean, you and I, we get, we get guests on. And sometimes we plan long time in advance who we're going to get. And sometimes we just are opportunists and grab who's in the building. But that theme that seems to be emerging quite a bit at the moment, if you're listening to this sort of one podcast or the other, you'll hear it as well. But it's about the risk taking, but also facing the utter failure. And mm. if you're going to take risks, you've got to deal with failure. That's coming up a lot, isn't it? And interestingly, without wanting to, you know, spoil a surprise, massively links with the theme of this year's National Youth Ministry Weekend. Right. So it's interesting. I wonder if God is saying something I think he is. It's <laughs> always quite terrifying when you realise he does. He actually speaks. So we are really interested to hear your stories of when things haven't um, uh, worked out as you might have planned. Uh, and uh, and so you can uh, email those in, uh, podcast at youthscape.co.uk, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail and you'll actually appear on the podcast. And the phone number, which is going to be mouthed to me in time by, uh, by producer, producer Rachel, Rachel, is 01582 748 965. And if you turn up your volume really loud, You're going to hear her voice. that may just be the first time that we heard the voice of producer Rachel. Are you going to take that out in the edit? You she are. will as well. Oh, oh what a back. shame. She's gone back to not, not using her voice. And I think actually if, we, if, you, if you and I come clean on ours as well, I think for me, my disappointment in youth ministry at the moment is, is what I was saying in the interview with those guys, that a lot of what I'm doing feels quite curriculum based. It feels mm-hmm. quite, there's a slot there that I see young people and there's a slot there. And I sort of had 10 years of doing youth ministry that wasn't like that at all. It was every day, hanging out with young people, really responsive, phone goes at half 10 at night. Whereas at the moment, there's less of that. And I'm more doing set things in school with set referrals mm. and set things at church. With, and, and that's that's good. But it's interesting for me because I feel mm. that feels a little bit not as good as what they're talking about so it's interesting isn't it ah. just when we listen to these stories yeah but there's something else there about you you know you know that's not true actually you know mm. there's there's great value in anyone who's going in and delivering that yeah. curriculum and yeah. being a, a consistent Voice. presence in the lives yeah. of young people in that way absolutely so it just sometimes they, they can feel like oh gosh i wish i yeah, could do absolutely do more we do have a little bit of an oscar schindler complex in youth ministry don't we you know, you know, you know in Schindler's List where he, he yeah. just, at the end, he just says, I wish I could have oh, just yes, said yes. one more. Absolutely. And I feel yeah. like we are a bit like, a bit that. like that. We're like never happy yeah. with, with the young people's lives that we've seen <laughs> yes. change. But like, well, what about that one over yeah. there? And it's both a good thing and yes. a, a bad thing. We have to watch it, don't time. we? Absolutely. We do. Good we've call. Got, we've got quite a lot of business to do right. uh, here Get at the ready. End of the podcast. We're not, we're not finished yet. We have had some feedback. Oh, Always a worry. Feedback. But it's wrong. positive feedback. Oh, it's from Gav Budby uh, on our Facebook page. Ooh. And uh, Gav says, just, just found this podcast. Uh, working my way through your past shows and have to say I'm really enjoying them. When I moved from youth ministry to become a TLG centre manager, I thought my youth work days were behind me and it seems God had a different plan. I've once again picked up the youth ministry baton for my church alongside my TLG role. God must feel I'm not going grey quick enough. Well, as Andy Windmill has just yes. proved, grey is no, no obstacle no bad thing. In, in youth ministry. So hello to Gav, as a one-off shout Hi, out. Hello Gav. to Gav Budby. Thank you for your lovely comment. Thank you. And thank you for those of you who are supporting us with your dollar or 79 pence or whatever it is. Whatever the current exchange Patreon. rate is. So thank you. Though we really appreciate that. Like, yeah. It's really cool. So some people have started to, to sponsor us uh, via uh, patreon.com slash youthscape. 
and it is just a dollar a month. Yeah. Dollar, dollar, dollar is all we need. I don't know if we can do that much. That's why there's no heating in here. Have that we much copyrighted music. No, I don't think we can. No um, one would recognise it though. But uh, no, no one would recognise it no. from that. <laughs> but uh, but um, you can join the amassed ranks, and we are as we speak. Producer Rachel is silently working away on some exclusive extras for anyone who does sponsor us through Patreon. So if you want to support our work. A really practical way to do that is to sponsor the podcast a dollar a month. It's less than the price of a anything in Poundland. Absolutely. Or a Freddo or anything you can buy in a tuck shop. No, it's not less than the price of a Freddo. I don't understand maths. You don't I understand don't actually money. understand. Do you spend your own or do people just buy stuff for you? <laughs> I just... It's contactless. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, beautiful right. thing. Uh, who are the so, shout-outs? Right, shout-outs. Shout out, Lauren Cheshire. We love you. Um, anybody vaguely in the vicinity of Princeton University yeah. who are right now sending their essays to us because we said to them, send us your essays and we will mark them. Yeah. Have you been marking them? I, I've had a, a small pile. Have you? Fantastic. Yes. It's no trouble at all. But um, but it's interesting because on my, um, I don't want to get self-indulgent here, my, my birthday podcast, which Ooh, I, was, yes. I was very grateful oh, for. Oh, thank you for naming that. No, You've been I, quite silent about it Thank you for the podcast that I received as a, the you. weirdest birthday gift a man could could receive, but there was a lovely poem from Kenda Creasy Dean uh, from Princeton. So yeah. I, I, I really feel like we should be giving a good shout out to the Princeton folk. And, and what I love, Kenda, is you say Martin with the most beautiful accent because you managed to make it rhyme with a word that, in, when you say it with an English accent, it would yeah. never rhyme with that word. Yeah. So I think I'm going to fake turning 40 to see what she does with Rachel because I think actually it's an impossible word to rhyme with anything else. Like, what would you rhyme, Rachel? Rachel. Which is so cool. Rachel, <laughs> is, Rachel is a rhyme is a word it's, that doesn't rhyme. Don't, I don't it? think it rhymes. No. Uh, producer Rachel is nodding at this point yeah, as well. Yeah, it just so. does not rhyme. So I think you just rhyme Rachel with Rachel. You, that's what we do on the podcast. Please name your children with names that they can have rhymes with. So when yeah. they hit forty, they can have their own fortieth podcast. Exactly. And if any of you shared your fortieth birthday with Martin, we'd like to know about that as well. That'd be gorgeous. And, and we're doing a shout out to Pete Gregg. Pete Gregg. Um, who we are wearing that's down. quite a manipulative it's shout very out. manipulative we're just basically saying his name a lot of times <laughs> in the hope that it will interest him in, in doing a podcast with us Bren Brown Bren Brown Bren Brown that's the other one Brené Brown Brené Brown oh let's I mean, just set our heights so you've, right. you've, you've raised the game there no offence well, to Pete Gregg get my lipstick out I mean Brené Brown oh I love that get my lipstick on so um, we need to end this podcast Here we go and get warm let's go and get warm that is the end of another UK <gasps> podcast we'll see you next time we love you